These are the Casey Tapes. You, Man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Casey, the longest-running rock station in the country. Hey, everybody, it's time for another Casey Tapes episode. I'm John Hewlett. Favaz here. Hi, Favaz. Hi, John. And today, we're going to go back to the year 2008, and it's an interview I did uh, with Judas Priest, three members of Judas Priest, and the three main members. That would be Rob Halford, K.K. Downing, and Glenn Tipton. And they were all on the phone. That's, tough. That's, that is a tough one. I mean, in reality, I mean, those are the, that's the core of Judas Priest. Right. They could have just done Rob Halford. But to have three dudes on the phone like that, it's going to be... And you know Rob's going to dominate. I, that's what I'm thinking. I haven't heard it yet. Yeah, most likely. But uh, half the time, you don't know who's really answering your question. Right. Um, yeah, you don't. You know, unless I directed a, a specific question to a specific guy. I don't know how many times I did that. <laughs> We're going to find out. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, hey, I had to deal with what I had to deal with. And Judas so. Priest is uh, one of those bands that Casey supported back in the early days. And uh, they remember that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I, I met them and and uh, uh, thought I was doing an interview with them, and I didn't. And I'll tell that story later. Okay. <laughs> now, in 2008, they were releasing uh, an album called Nostradamus. Yes. And they'll talk about it here at length, and uh, let's get going with the interview. All right. And today's interview comes from Minidisc. Yes. And, roll. and we have with us on the phone Judas Priest, three members of Judas Priest, Glenn Tipton, K.K. Downing, and Rob Halford. Good morning, gentlemen. A lot of exciting things, problems right off the bat. Huh? Who? What's that? What's <laughs> going on with the band right now? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Nostradamus is about to be unleashed to the world on June the 17th. Our first ever concept record. An hour and 40 minutes of blazing metal telling the story of this incredible man's life. What, what, what brought this about? Why a concept album at this point in your careers? We just we just felt it was the right time. We after Angel of Retribution, which was a re, reunion album, uh, and you know an album we were very proud of. We thought, you know, what can we do next? We always look for different things to do. I mean, every album's had its own identity of Judas Priest. We always say it's like a different chapter of the same book, and so we wanted something new to tackle. And we talked about a concept album, and our manager Bill Kerbishley suggested uh, Nostradamus. And once we looked into his life and saw how in- interesting his actual life was, let alone his predictions. It just inspired us, and off we went on a, a magical writing journey, which has ended up as a magical mystery tour now. An hour and 40 minutes of uh, a priest, classical operatic music, which depicts the life and, and times of uh, Nostradamus. Classical operetta music. Interesting. Mixed in with uh, Judas Priest. Now, Who was that talking, John? <laughs> that, was I, that, I, I that, that, was, that was either KK or Glenn. Can't tell. Can't tell. No. <laughs> no idea. Um, now, they're not the first to do something about the artist Nostradamus. Uh, Al Stewart has a Casey classic called Nostradamus. Oh, really? Yeah, it's an eight- or nine-minute song, and it's a good song. So, you know, there's a little history on uh, rock and Nostradamus. Very little history, not much, because nobody really knows that song except the hardcore Casey classic fans. But Right, and for those that don't know Nostradamus, he was a guy that predicted many things that would happen 
hundreds, if not, I, I don't even, was he around a thousand years ago? But he, he predicted stuff that would happen in the future. Yes. So, matter of fact, he predicted my male pattern baldness. Did he? Is, yes. I didn't know that. Nailed it, too. Wow. Yeah. Now, do you think your your fans will see this as a as a, as a, as a uh, important step forward in your careers? Will some of them say, ah, oh, that's not Judas Priest? I'm, I mean, what do you expect from them? I think, no, I think it, it, they'll, they'll be very much surprised because even though we stepped into areas that, would, you know, we wouldn't normally step into in a Judas Priest album, by the time it's all been finished and put together, it's, it very much is surprisingly still Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. And, and you can do something like this at, at this point in your careers, too. I mean, you know, you, you have a, a, a strong following. You've been around a long time. If a band can take chances out there, it's probably a band like Judas Priest. Well, I think that... Um all through our careers, I think Priest has been known for really, you know, attempting to push the boundaries of metal um, every which way that we can yep. to broaden, you know, the fan base um, through our albums. And uh, it's, it's, I think it's fair to say that it's going to be no surprise that there might be a little surprise, you know. Um, but definitely the Nostradamus album, I think that um, is hopefully the long-awaited masterpiece from Priest. <laughs> I think something that's pretty unique. I said, but it we wasn't. worked very hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, I was the whole time thinking to myself, uh, I'm going to make a prediction for you. This album ain't going to sell worth a damn. But uh, didn't have the balls. Uh, and another question, a good question would have been, what if you're someone like me and you don't believe anybody can predict the future? Uh, uh, you know, yeah. How do you buy into that? I don't yeah. know if I asked that or not, but we'll, we'll see. Let's see. If not, I'm asking it now. Okay. <laughs> Long on the record, and we're very proud of it. And uh, I must say, not just the record itself, as Rob said, which is uh, an hour and 40 minutes. It's uh, you know great artwork, and the whole thing is a package. Is definitely, you know, uh, if you are a Priest fan, then it's definitely a must for the collection. Yeah, yeah, was... I, think, I think in terms of musical content, the, 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 the great moment that we've just shared with everybody, the, the two moments, the, the title track... Nostradamus. That was a that was an indication that this is this is still the priest that you love, you know. And, and mm-hmm. as KK was saying, we've been making metal for over three decades, right f- from rock and roller to Nostradamus, and we're the only metal band that really has pushed the boundaries. We've we've done just about everything, you know. And it seems that, that this has all been leading up to this moment in, in Nostradamus. So, the, the, you know, the tracks that you've been playing, Kaishi, with like uh, with Nostradamus and Visions, that's just a little taste. Uh, there's 13 distinctive uh, metal moments on this uh, on this release, and uh, they're full of character, full of metal, full of uh, full of adventure. You know, we've got the, the, mm-hmm. the speed of, of the title track. We've got the the more subtle moments. Priest is famous for the light and the shade. You know, the power, and then pulling back a little bit, mixing it up. This is just a real combination of the of the the, the great <laughs> journey that we ourselves have been on, let alone us today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> I was yawning over there. Yeah, I know it is kind of kind of boring. And to, to, if I'm not, cur- if I'm, I believe I'm correct in this. I think it was a double album. Oh, he said it was an hour. He's either saying an hour and fourteen minutes or an hour and forty. Well, that would be a minutes. double album. That would. Yeah. Be. Did you also know that Glenn Tipton? You know, he's not in the band anymore. He doesn't perform live because he has Parkinson's disease. Yes. But it was first, he first noticed it in the year that you did this interview, 2008. Oh, we are. How about that? Thomas. You know, they say you can tell if somebody's developing Parkinson's disease by by their voice, by oh, holding really? a note, holding a certain note. And if it, huh. if it warbles, huh. they say that that could be a sign of Parkinson's disease. My mom had it. Yeah? Did for she years. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
So keep that in your, I don't know if it's hereditary or not, but maybe, you know, you, oh, you test I'm, yourself. I'm worried about it. You test yourself every once in a while. Back to the riveting <laughs> spew of mindless spew is, is correct. information. Yeah. Here we All go. Right. Seems that everything has been, you know, directed toward the, towards this special moment. It's uh, It's been great for ourselves as writers that... Uh, to put this together and to record it and to get it ready for release, but especially for the fans, they've been wanting this from us for for many many years. So it, it's a shared moment of pleasure. Do you use uh, real elements of an orchestra on the album? There are real strings on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, we we put uh, we we actually composed some of this uh, on keyboards uh, to try and get a slight different angle on it and, and transpose it to guitar. And we've used a lot of guitar synthesizers on there. And we had Don Airy come on and play um, some some better sounding strings than our one fingered rendering. <laughs> um, and then we got courtesy oh, laugh right there. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> got to throw those in once courtesy in a while. Laugh. <laughs> By the way, this has got a long way to go. I don't know if you uh, have much more time on your hands, but does uh, it really? How much uh, longer? Oh, yeah. Over three and a, three minutes. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Uh, I'd like to come and put some eight. real strings on to give to give the uh, the album some air, the, but we don't want to create the wrong impression. It's not orchestrated all over the place. It's not another rock band goes orchestra. Uh-huh. It's it, it's just where we feel it's necessary to create the right mood mood and drama and moment. I'll tell you when Scorpions went orchestra, that was good. I don't Scorpions. even remember that. You remember when the uh, rock was it? Rock me like a hurricane. They did with the oh, orchestra. Oh, that thing. Yeah, that was good. That, that was, was good. That was really yeah. good, man. Mm-hmm. So it, it's funny how orchestration has always seemed to fit in music. When your your mind tells you that that doesn't work, orchestration with rock and roll or heavy metal, whatever, but it always seems to fit. Uh, Metallica. With Metallica. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I thought that sounded great. They just great. did one. They just did uh, another performance with the uh, orchestra not that long ago, and uh, Lars Ulrich said the best part about the whole evening was there was no barricade, so the audience could be up close. Oh, really? Like, they were, like, right around them, yeah. and that's what you can do with an orchestra. You know, it was be- cool. Because a full orchestra's sound is powerful. Yeah. So, you know, it, it just it has always fit. Just when you would think it, it doesn't, you, you hear something again, you go, Wow, it, yeah. it, it does fit. And going back to the Moody Blues, I mean. Yes. Um, so it's, it's not exactly littered with orchestration, but uh, where we use it, we use it effectively. We're speaking here with Glenn Tipton, K.K. Downing, and Rob Halford of Judah. And I don't know which one's speaking any time, but uh, <laughs> hey, let's keep going. What do you say? This priest, we don't have much time left. Fellas, you know, you, you had that, uh, I guess, <laughs> a dozen years or so where you weren't together, and now you've been back together for a number of years. How does a band reassemble like that? I mean, because it's such a complicated thing, a rock and roll band with personalities. And how, how do you do that and, and then keep it going and then still put forth new, dynamic, interesting material at this point? Good you question. know, Priest has always been together. I stepped out for a while, but Priest was always there. You know, Tim came in for a, for a couple of great moments with Jugulator and Demolition. Uh, Priest has been around. Tim the Ripper. Yes, Tim the Ripper Owens. Yeah, yeah. And in mm-hmm. fact, the name Judas Priest will have been around for 40 years next year. And by the way, the Ripper is another great Judas Priest song. Yes, That's a it is. classic, man. Is. Love that song. Mm-hmm. Back to the interview. The Ripper! extraordinary. Uh, obviously, when we reunited, that was something that we... we uh, we were absolutely thrilled and, and delighted to experience again. You know, the chemistry, whatever you want to call it, was was back in place. We had a wonderful uh, reunion experience with uh, with uh, Angel of Retribution, and uh, I think I think all, all of that that 
that special, you know, the psychology of that, whatever you want to call it, was was just fantastic, and it geared us up for for this next spectacular event. You know, after Angel of Retribution, that was just a really well received record, got great music on there, um, bright metal. This was uh, this was waiting in the wings, so to speak. You know, we've. Uh, We've kind of alluded to the fact that Nostradamus predicted this was going to happen, in, 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 and, in, and in many ways, it feels like it, like it did mm-hmm. because it was just a, a joy to make. Uh, did, did he predict that a band named Judas Priest <laughs> would put out a record with the name with his name on the title of the record? I don't think he did. Okay, but, uh, but I don't even know what he's referring to there. Predict what? <laughs> a, a, a massive task to, to put together an hour and forty minutes of of metal uh, this far on in our, in our, in our career. I'm sure there'll be a tour here. Now, how, you, how will you handle the music on stage in the tour? Will you do this in the entire Nostradamus? We, we're going to perform, yeah, we intend to perform the Nostradamus. Um, uh, in its entirety? In, in its entirety next year. We, shan't be, we shall be playing tracks from it this summer when we go out, uh, and a lot of Priest classics as well. But we do want to put the whole thing together next year and perform the whole thing and try and pick some special venues around the world so we make a real event of it. Very good, fellas. Thank you for being with us here on KC95. You know, we've been big supporters for a lot of years. Yeah, we, got a, we just got a quickie mention that St. Louis Sakaishi especially was one of the first radio stations that picked up on Priest, and yeah. we'll always be grateful for, for that connection, you know. So there's always an affection with Kaishi, and we, we always look forward to coming back to, to seeing you guys in the St. Louis area. So, yeah, the Priest is back, and uh, we're ready to go, ready to roll. Very good. Glenn Tipton, KK Downing, Rob Halford, thanks for being with us today. Good luck. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I got to be honest. I never listened to the album. Me either. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't care. I, I. I just remember the old days of Judas Priest, and I think a lot of people do. And in 2004, I went with Tony Boozy Cruz, our then marketing director out in L.A., and there was an Ozfest press conference. And I told the story before, kind of, but. Um, uh, you know, there was, you know, uh, Zach Wilde was there, Ozzy. This was before the... Uh, this was right, right after it right happened. After you had that, right uh, after the incident. That's one of our podcasts. If you've not yes. listened to the uh, the Zach Wilde podcast, you must do that. Because yeah. something yeah. happened between he and Favaz that was scary. Yeah, even the U-Man was scary, listening to it here. Anyway, uh, I went to interview... The priest, I walked up to him, and Rob Halford, and I had a Casey shirt on, and he immediately said, Casey, the, the pig, you know, he knew exactly what it was, and I sat there and did the interview, and it didn't record. Oh, so damn it. It, it, uh, it was one of those, uh, and, and I had Ozzy, and I, I don't remember, it, and it was it was on, um, was it on the Dad Player? Or, remember when you paused it, or if you stopped it, it would go back and re-record? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, something weird happened, but. That was my my you know, and I had diff- I had dinner with Rob Halford once uh, near Mississippi Nights when he was with his band Fight. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. I believe that picture is in the uh, bathroom here at Hubbard Studios. Oh yeah, it's autographed. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. autographed. So I had uh, I had dinner with Rob Halford and Abigail Palais, our then marketing director, and Tony Jordan was there, and uh, I just remember. Rob being a super cool guy, and you know, what'd you guys talk about at dinner? I don't remember, but yeah. I but he was with his boyfriend, 
And and, and I had no clue that Rob Halford was gay. Uh, until then, I was just like, oh, my God. I, I, I just, you just, just thought he was a buddy? Yeah, just, yeah, a buddy. just yeah. had no idea. And then, uh, you know, all these years later, I, I see him at the, at the press conference, and I do this interview, and it didn't record. Oh, so. man. Well, yeah. we've all had our mishaps. Yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Todd Rundgren. Don't, <laughs> I don't feel so bad telling you, of all people, <laughs> yeah. stories like that. And there are other interviews I've done in the past that, that – uh, I thought the machine was running, and it wasn't. Right. You know, I can't give you the name of the individual I was interviewing at the time, but the most recent one for me was the Todd Rundgren interview, right. where we did this fantastic interview with Todd Rundgren, because he's renowned for not really wanting to talk much, right. but for whatever reason that morning, he was just full of information and answer, answering every question in depth that I ever would want to ask Todd Rundgren. And I was watching it record. It was recording fine. So I hit save, apparently, and I guess... I hit exit before it was totally saved, and the computer just dropped Something it. happened. Something happened. Uh, oh, that sick feeling in your stomach. Yeah, it really was. It just makes you want to throw up. Yeah, man. it was a sick feeling. Yeah. But, uh, but thinking about Priest and, and thinking about heading out to the highway and, and, and uh, you know, living after midnight and, and that whole period right there, how good were they? They yeah. were a good, hard, Absolutely. heavy metal rock band. Absolutely. So. And they still are to this day, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, to, to go see Judas Priest, and we missed him here because the Blues were uh, winning the Stanley Cup. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. you know, it's like, uh, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to go right. down there? Are you going to go watch, watch the Blues? So I, yeah. I missed their show. But yeah. they, they really are spectacular. And getting back to, you know, losing out on great interviews. This podcast, this Casey Takes podcast, really puts into focus how important losing something like that really is. Yeah. Because this is all history that is never going to be repeated again. Right. These artists are not going to be around forever. All these things need to be preserved. So whatever you could have gotten was going to be gold. Right. And to throw some gold away is... Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Sorry. Yeah. I'm feeling worse. Great. Well, I made myself feel worse, Thanks. too. Thanks for making me feel uh, good. All right. all right. This is over because we feel like crap. <laughs> That's yep. it on a downer. <laughs> Debbie Downer. All right. See you all later. Thanks for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at STLUman or on Twitter or on uh, Instagram, Johnny Hewlett. And uh, see you next week, John, because it'll be episode 52. It'll be one year. Wow. Yay! That's right. Hey. Adios. AMF. My friend. My downtrodden friend. <laughs> the Casey Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of Casey, go to Casey95.com or the Casey mobile app. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.